Hi, I'm the pine. And I'm the water. And you're listening to A Cup of Tea. A podcast about exploring life through each other's eyes. While sharing a cup of tea with you. And today we are drinking the blueberry... Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and as we said, this time we're trying it with milk. Yes. And it's nice. I haven't actually tried it. I'm look. it's very foamy. Which That's I was not expecting. Yeah. What can I tell you? Mm. I keep getting disappointed every week. Well, because I'm not the doing lack of almond, almond milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> I see. But you know what? It's actually quite nice with the, with, um. Coconut? Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't dislike it. Good. Mm-hmm. I am glad. I do sometimes miss the almond milk, I'll say. You should get one one box of almond milk per however many... Two of coconut. Of coconut, yeah. I know, but I feel like last time I did that, the almond milk went back because I didn't use it as much. And that's mm. why I stopped. Sad. Yeah. Maybe I can find a I smaller one. I mean, it does one. take a long-ass time, I feel, for whatever nut-plant-based yeah. milk to go bad. Maybe I, I, instead of getting like the big carton, I can find a small. That could happen. Yes. Very well. So, so, if you listened to our episode last week, <laughs> you would know that we decided to do a running challenge um, mm-hmm. inspired by uh, Andrew Huberman. Huberman. Yeah, and. This other YouTuber girl that I found that I now remember her name. She's Keltia Connor. Mm. And your spirit animal? Yeah, she is. <laughs> totally is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I don't know if I think I posted it on the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, that she has so much running gear, like she has an Apple Watch and she has a an hour ring and so she measures everything and she's a geek and loves to find out her stats and whatever and i was like i know i love it too (laughs) it's my thing too um so yeah i like her um so how did it go for you this week i i haven't do it done it today but it was a lot better than i thought did you You do it last wednesday no. No, no. So you had to, to, do, it to do it today. Okay. Um, I didn't do it on Monday though. That so you missed the, the one day. day. Yeah, I missed. Why didn't you do it? Because my feet hurt so bad from wearing heels all day and walking downtown. Oh, I yeah. See. So I was like, uh, I heel walking in heels counts as running. <laughs> so <laughs> that's hilarious. So yeah, that's when I didn't do it. But the first day. Um, so I was very surprised at how fast I was. Mm. I mean, I was not, it was not like, you know, those people that are like, like a 10 minute mile, blah, blah, mm. blah. No, no, no. But, um, I did manage to get from the residence to a supermarket mm-hmm. that is close by. Um, and which I guess usually takes me like 15. 15 minutes mm-hmm. 15 to 20 minutes depending on how fast on I'm your walking. pace yeah. yeah um but then i managed to go like get there go around the block and then come back in those 10 minutes and i was like huh huh look at that mm. um and it did feel yeah easier than i thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. 
I was in some pain though because um and that was the first thing that I sort of corrected and I was thinking of those things you were saying about learning how to do it and having mm. the um the theory mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. because my shins were hurting so bad like massive shin splints that I was like what the fuck mm-hmm. um which I've gotten before if I if I use a treadmill at the gym for like fast walking I have that sometimes but I can sort of manage it it had never happened to me when dancing for example which I know is a thing for a lot of people um so yeah I was like going around the block and I was like man no this is horrible like I need to actually stop stretch a little bit and then keep going Mm. um and because I also ended up doing more time that first day um and then I actually know that I remember I stopped doing the stories oh (laughs) no yeah uh yeah I didn't do a story yesterday Mm. but anyway so I did the shin splint. I mean, the shin splint thing. And I then that night, I actually went to the supermarket and then I walked back home. Um, and I looked it up online because I was wondering. I had heard before that there's a difference between how, in general, this person was saying that men run with their heels, like landing with their heels. And women... There there was like a correlation because women don't use their heels so much. It was more like a four foot mm-hmm. uh, landing sort of thing, which then led to more injury. That's what this person was saying. It is not like it's not true mm. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a misconception that this person had. Um, oh. And I think he was saying, yeah, so you should like you should land on your heel because that's better if you're running with runners um mm-hmm. that's what they're made for and la, la la and so i googled it and i found this guy so of course, i mean my research was youtube so you know that is I, I will say that as a disclaimer um but i did find this guy who is like a swedish runner who um is also pretty much a nerd mm-hmm. and does a lot of investigation and testing of different running things and he was saying that there's you know differences between running with sneak well with runners um and with landing with your heel with your forefoot or with the middle of your foot and then there's a difference with running barefoot too which i was not gonna do i was not gonna run i was like why no but i mean i know it's a trend that people are doing now but i'm not into that Mm. um not for like when you're just starting but anyway so he said that you can pretty much do whatever you want Mm -hmm. you can land with the your with your toes or you can land on with your heel and any like whatever works best for you Mm. is what you should be doing so the next day i switched to just front foot landing Mm -hmm. and it was so much better the thing he explained was you know how people say that their knees get screwed up by running Mm -hmm. yeah because if you're landing with your heel the impact goes directly to your knee if you run if you land with the your toes then you sort of cushion it with your ankle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then a little bit with your knee too Mm -hmm. but it's like lowering the impact area Mm -hmm. um and i guess it's just more comfortable for me to do it with my toes because that's kind of what I've 
I've been doing forever with dancing. dancing. Yeah. And I did my calves the next day were like, oh my God, wow. Um, I hadn't felt them in a very long time. <laughs> so yeah. That was that was a cool thing I learned during the first couple of dates. Mm-hmm. And then the next of it was pretty smooth sailing. Um, I did sort of go into my um my phone like the health the the health thing and to look at to, to compare uh stride length and um the pace and all those things and i did notice that so the first day i did it at night mm-hmm. and it went really well i did more time than planned and then the next day um i was i was slower mm-hmm. but also my cadence was better um and then the third day i feel like i was slower than the second and those two days i ran more like in the morning mm. and so i was wondering is there a correlation between what time i'm doing it and how fast or how good or whatever i am and I also did another another little experiment of doing it with music versus doing it with a podcast. Why is my mouse here? <laughs> um, and how did that go? And I do think the best times are the night time mm-hmm. because I'm just used to exercising more at night, like with dance classes and like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, there's this thing of using music to sort of help you maintain a steady pace mm-hmm. if you have a certain bpm <laughs> um a certain bpm set of songs mm. so it helps you with yeah being faster or whatever um but i actually got better with with podcasts than with music unless i was which i did try a couple times trying to at the end sprint mm. and then if i put on a song and yeah, then yeah it's easier to sprint with the song Mm. Yeah. How about you? Well. <laughs> well. Okay, so the first couple of times. So the first day I did the bike for I think 15 minutes. Yeah. And that was really nice. Mm. I do like it. Um I I am very intrigued about like actually going on a bike ride because I didn't yeah. like in a stationary bike yeah. at the gym. Um but still, like, even that, it was mm-hmm. very nice. And I get to this sort of, like, moment of, like, I, I go easy and steady. Mm-hmm. And then I get a moment of, like, I just want to, like, push the energy out. Yeah. And I go really hard for, like, a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. And that feels really good. Yeah. So that, that, that's something I really enjoy. First day, very nice. Mm-hmm. Second day, I was, like, I was, I, I was stretching, like, warming up a little bit before mm-hmm. starting and i looked over and i saw the walking the treadmill the treadmill <laughs> <laughs> yes the treadmill and i was like huh let's try let's see mm-hmm. so i did and i was doing one of those like programs that come in the thing yeah um like very easy Mm -hmm. so it was it was too easy and i was like i want to get to that moment of like release of energy Mm -hmm. so i like upped the level but Mm -hmm. i went too far (laughs) 
Still, I, I, I could hold my, my fast pace for like a minute. Uh-huh. And then I was like, we're done. So I, I pushed it down. Yeah. And I think I ended up doing maybe, f- I don't remember if it was five minutes or 10 minutes on the mm-hmm. treadmill. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I didn't get what I wanted mm-hmm. from the treadmill. So I went to the bike for five minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. For five or 10, whatever I needed. Yeah. Um, and that was nice. Mm. I was I was on the bike. So I think I like the bike. Yeah. Um but then day three, I was very tired. Mm-hmm. Not workout tired, just like mm-hmm. from my day. Mm-hmm. And then and then then there's the other thing, but hold on. So I was like, I do, I really I don't feel like going to the gym right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, there's there's like a 10 minute walk from the train station to my apartment mm-hmm. so i was like what if i just run from here to the apartment yeah which i found very <laughs> amusing when you had that idea <laughs> well it was either that or going to the gym so i was like no 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 let's just do this so i started like you know running mm-hmm. a little bit yeah uh, and i was like let's see if i can get the the energy thing Mm-hmm. so i started running really fast i was yeah. like i'll just do two minutes i didn't make it to the two minutes i made it to <laughs> one minute mm-hmm. and i started having the the like oh the pain thing yeah did we figure out what to call it in english is it like being no. winded or am i making I that being up being winded but i don't know if that is accurate actually well so i think we can... like in my in my brain that's kind of what people call it in english but yeah i got that thing and i was like ah so then I, I went slowlier <laughs> to my house. I was like, I'm just going to count this as my thing for today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day I was at work. I, if you can hear that, that's Safita running around. Yeah. She, she's cray cray a little. She's got the zoomies earlier than she usually has them. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. I mean, we are also recording earlier than we usually are. Are you coming to work? No? You got better things to do? Yeah. Of course. She's busier. Well, I see that. Today. It's a hectic day. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, the next day I was at work. And the awfulness of cramps started to happen. And this is this is where I was like, we can talk about this. Yes. Um, so, we long story short, before we get into the matter of things, um, I got my period. And when I get my period, it's a horrible event. It's... It, it, usually, usually... It is a national disaster. It is, it is. Usually the first two days, it's the heaviest days, and my cramps are the worst. So, like... I I I try to put myself on bed rest for those days because it's awful. It's horrible. My insides are trying to kill me. Safito, don't try to kill her toe. <laughs> yeah, please. It was a very good description, very good physical representation of what I'm saying. Um, so awful. And I was like, I'm just not going to do it. Because I know that when we talked about it about this last week, mm-hmm. I was like. I need this to be like, I just have to do it. There's no like, yeah. oh, if you don't yeah, do it, yeah, yeah. you exactly. get this thing. You were the one that was I like, know. no, there's no escaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just have to do it. And that yeah. worked for the first three days. 
But then with my period, I was like, I just, no. Like, there's, there's no. And I once asked Tammy, my friend who is um, a physiotherapist, and she's, like, very into the gym and fitness and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, like, is it bad to do to work out when you're on your period and she was like not not necessarily like it really depends on yourself and i was like "Eh, all right well i don't particularly subscribe to (laughs) working out during my period even yoga sometimes i will do yoga in my Mm -hmm. period but like restorative Hmm. kind of things um because it just like it really it like throws me on the ground like holding myself i find it so funny because the yoga thing for example i remember this thing that my favorite yoga teacher used to say that if you were in a class with her she would always whenever you're doing i don't know if you call them in english too like inversions Mm. but whenever you're like doing a handstand or whatever thing where you're upside down she was like if you're on your period you don't do this you do a whatever variation oh yeah yeah i remember hearing something of that yeah. yeah Um, because of the flow of energy and whatever. Um, I know where that comes from. That's what she said. Like, because your body's trying to, to get something to go downward. So if you go, like, upside, upside down, down <laughs> you're going against the flow of your body or something like that. I wonder if there's anything to it. Which I'm like, I don't know. Maybe not, not in that, like, energy kind of way. But I wonder if there is something to it. I mean, Maybe. I guess, at the end of the day, if it's going to come down, I mean, gravity. You know? No, I know. Like, of course, your body's going to push it out. Yeah. Even if you're upside down. Yes. But you anyway. Know. But yeah. So. so mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible. I was like, I'm not going to do it. But, but, I will say, like, I'm not going to just give up on the challenge. Yes. As soon as I'm done bleeding, <laughs> I will start a new to week. Death. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to aim to do the week. And if for some reason I don't do it, I'm just going to start over a new week. You know, like yes. I'm going to do it until I do a week. Um, but so putting that challenge thing aside, I was, I don't know if it was just, I think so. Was it just now when I told you like, oh, I got my period, I'm not going to do it. And, and, or maybe it was before, or, or it's an ongoing conversation you and, he, and me have had of like how oh, my yeah, period it is, is horrible. And then you're like, I, I don't get it. Because mine yeah. is like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is an ongoing conversation. It's not the first time we've talked about it. Um, or the second. Um, I'm sure it won't be the last. <laughs> but I do find it very interesting. Because, I mean, you're not the only friend that I have who has said something along the lines of, I'm dying, Mm. um, whenever they're on their period. But I've, like, my experience is always like, "Eh, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excuse me. (laughs) It's just a matter of um, even remembering, you know? Because, like, I, I have it on my phone or, or my watch would be like, your period starts in a week or whatever. Mm. Um, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> and then I have to watch out and, like, you know. Be prepared. Be prepared, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Like, it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. Well, how long does it last? 
Um, well, it varies. And we can we can actually get more into it because I found the interesting thing that we were talking about yesterday the other day. Um it la now a days it lasts like five days. Mm -hmm. Sometimes seven, but very rarely. And do you have like a couple of days that are like stronger? Yeah. Are they it's stronger kind of because that. of your flow or because you feel lit strong? Like what makes I them don't stand feel out? No it. cramps whatsoever. No. Headaches? Mm. No. Your back hurts? No. Any symptoms? <laughs> the uh, the acne thing, for example. Okay. I or, get that too. Okay. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um yeah, set it and forget it. The first few days tend to be the heaviest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then it's like trickling down. Mm -hmm. Or if I get, I don't know what that's about, but if I get one of those weird seven day ones, it starts very slow. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then it's high. like, you know, the shining scene where the gates, oh, like you can see the blood <laughs> thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how it goes. And so the symptoms are um, acne. Uh huh. I think like I you just get like a pimple. Yeah, like in the lower half of yes, my face yes. for some weird thing for some weird reason. Um, and what we discovered recently, uh, because this this did not happen. What three years ago? Four years ago? Mm -hmm. I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, having diarrhea. What the fuck? Like, I don't, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing. It's like the whole pro process of moving shit around. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, but no, and did you, did you ever find, did you find that video that I told you about that this girl has, this comedian girl, she's a British comedian uh -huh. that plays herself, like, oh. she's herself and she plays her brain, her stomach, uh, her, I know what you're talking whatever. About, but I didn't watch it. Um, but I know what you're saying. And it, it made me laugh. So I'm going to find it and put it somewhere in the video version. Because you were listening to us. Well, too bad. Sorry. Um, go watch the video. Uh, so she has this reel where she's, um, I think it's a butthole mm -hmm. reception. <laughs> and poop comes in. And, and the poop says, oh, I'm just going to hang here for a while. And the butthole manager is like sure come in take your go to your room or whatever because it's like a hotel and <laughs> she also has the vagina hotel uh-huh which is hilarious um so then that happens and we cut to the vagina hotel mm -hmm. and the period comes in and she, and she's a like a mean bitch mm -hmm. she's like so hello i am back mm -hmm. and and the vagina hotel is like oh god Welcome, go to your room. Here's your place, Lula. And the butthole is like, emergency exit. You have to get out now. Now. <laughs> so she's like, like, I, I don't know how she does it, but she runs out of the room. I see. So it's like, <laughs> that's like a literal depiction of what happens. It's, it's just hilarious. But it's so weird because, um, like, I didn't know, like, if you told me even a year ago that that was a symptom, mm -hmm. I was like, no. Yeah. It's just like cramps and headache and, and the pimples and but <laughs> not diarrhea. But now it's happened. Like yeah. for the past few times, the past few months, mm -hmm. I was like, 
wait, like what? Why? Why? Like it's not horrible enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so yeah, that's how it is. There's not. I mean, sometimes, very rarely, I get a cramp. Very rarely. Mm. Um. Or. I guess bloating may be the other symptom mm. that I usually log on my thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. Well, also, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. so like before, when I was younger, I was on the pill for like forever because yeah. it was like my my mom's trick for helping my acne. Mm-hmm. So I started on the pill like very early. I was like, 17 or something Mm -hmm. but it was for acne reasons yeah and it was amazing like it it totally cleared my acne which i'm not saying that's the thing to do because it (laughs) depends a lot like for some people it gives them acne for some people it clears their skin in my case it cleared my skin and that was Mm -hmm. magnificent um and it also made like it made me regular because if i don't take the pill i'm not very regular Mm -hmm. although i think now i'm i kind of am that's, that's interesting. That's also an interesting development. Too. I'm just noticing that because I used to when I whenever I was not on the pill, I would have my period every two or three months, and it would mm-hmm. last like seven days. Mm-hmm. And I didn't used to have horrible cramps like now. Even though I was on the pill like on and off mm-hmm. for like years, yeah, it wasn't horrible. It's um, it's now that I haven't been on the pill for like three years, that I get horrible cramps and and like my period. It used to be when I was on the pill, I would have the seven days and it would start like the first day, it was just like spotting, mm-hmm. you know? And then the, the second day, it'd be like, oh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then three and four would be like the heavy days. Yeah. You know, and then... uh five six seven sometimes eight mm-hmm. would be a lot of spotting um but it wasn't a horrible experience <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. now i've been having it almost every month i am <laughs> i am getting more um regular which is interesting i hadn't thought about it until now but it's kind of getting there um there's that and of course, like the the awful crabs that like mm. just put me in bed rest for a week. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just had an idea. I maybe it's not at all real, but I I just a thought came to my head of. I don't know if anybody has studied this, but I had a period of time too. Well, like <laughs> as a kid, I wouldn't. I'd also be very regular. Mm-hmm. And then there was a moment when um when I started being super regular mm-hmm. when I was um in that situation ship. <laughs> um so what I'm wondering is is there a correlation between being in a relationship and having a regular period? I, I don't know. Could that be a thing? What? I mean maybe it would certainly explain to some extent that I've been getting more regular now since I've been with Pablo for like four years almost. Mm-hmm. So 
But still, like it took a while. It wasn't instant, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's interesting. That is very interesting. Because, like, that happened to me at that time, and then now again, it's also kind of irregular. So, mm. I'm like, like you're just off for a few days, or do is there is there months where you don't even get a period? There's months I feel like when I mean I haven't paid much attention lately. Uh huh. Um, throwing it in your face. Uh huh. It's not on purpose. You know, it's just <laughs> just how it goes. Um, maybe. Yeah, every if I had to guess a number, I guess be between like thirty and forty five days. Wow. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like 2023 has been my most regular year without the pill. Interesting. Interesting. I'm so intrigued by this. Doesn't sound nice, though. I wouldn't want to be regular. (laughs) Well, it's kind of annoying. Well, I mean, in a way, but also it's nice because you can be prepared. Yeah, I get it. If it, if you're so irregular, like I used to be, mm-hmm. then it kind of like hits you out of nowhere. Yeah, that does suck. Especially yeah. in. So your- wait, you also you also don't get emotional. I mean, I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how to measure it. Okay. Because I don't know how much is sort of confirmation bias mm. or being predisposed. Okay. Um. There. Ha- there have been a couple times when I have sort of caught myself be feeling a little bit more emotional, mm-hmm. and then I have my period, and I'm like, "Huh, is it because of that?" Mm. Um, so maybe. Mm. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I do remember the one time that it was absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I like way younger. I was like, um. I got my period super early. I was in like fourth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. But this was probably around 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was super emotional to the point where like I went into my room mm-hmm. and the wind shut down the door behind me and it made me cry. What? <laughs> It felt very personal. <laughs> it's it's so it's so like baffling sometimes how like the stupidest shit will make you feel bad when you're PMSing. It's hilarious to a point, but it's also very annoying. Cause mm. either I feel like when I was younger, it was more of 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 uh, being cheapy. Mm-hmm. Or like wanting to cry, kind mm-hmm. of. How would you describe chipping? I don't know. Like I am sensitive, but it's like I don't know. I know it's such an interesting word of Spanish, of Mexican language. Um, but but yeah. So like, what I mean is that I would I would feel like very sensitive like i want to cry all the time mm-hmm. and, and i just want someone to hug me mm-hmm. you know um and then maybe growing up a little bit 
it's been a little more of like I can I can be aware that I I am more irritable, mm. which has also been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely get the well, maybe maybe not so much lately. Now that I think about it, um, but before, yeah, I was it was very noticeable for me that I would I was PMS like I was super sensitive I was like don't say anything to me because I'm on my period because I will cry you know? wow yeah 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 wow interesting yeah I mean I don't I don't think I have a similar story to that um because my recollection of the first times or the first years of having my period were first, the first time that it happens, mm-hmm. I kind of remember the moment mm-hmm. and being super freaked out <laughs> uh-huh. and being like, what is happening? Like, I knew, I knew what it was. Okay. But I was like, oh shit. It's like, it's real. It's happening. Oh <gasps> my God. You know? You know what's um, crazy? I know that when it happened to my mom, uh-huh. she didn't know what it was. Really? Yeah. It freaked the fuck <gasps> out mean, of her. Yeah. And she didn't want to tell her mom because she thought she did something wrong. That's so horrible. It is. That sounds... Man. I mean, there's another... Like, on the opposite side of that. I remember as a kid, as a... I don't know. Six-year-old. Mm. Seven-year-old or something. My grandma... Being a doctor would be like, yeah, when you're older, you're going to, um, I don't know how she said it, but like you're going to bleed, but that means that you're like, she would explain it in a very child, um, appropriate? appropriate way. Okay. I don't know whether I would say it appropriate, but in a way that made it simple to understand. Okay. And I remember asking, so does it hurt? And she was like, no, it doesn't. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the same as cutting your hand and bleed. Yeah. Like you know that it is not the same feeling of bleeding. You're like, it's oh. a different pain. Yeah, I don't know if it compares to guys being kicked in the balls. I've I heard people say that either. it does. It it's comparable. Well, okay. In a, in a less maybe. I mean, maybe maybe that is a very acute and. The short, balls. yeah, kind of pain mm. where maybe cramps can be more like <laughs> like pulsing or or like a steady oh, dull pain steady there. or yeah. But anyway, but have you seen those like machines thingies oh, the, like, that like pregnancy that make guys yeah understand what cramps are? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the try guys did a did a. Pregnancy or motherhood trying video series or something mm. where they had several videos, and one was of them feeling the pain of giving birth. And I don't know if I remember this correctly, but I feel like one of them passed out. I wonder where they feel it. I mean, they put the electrodes in the oh. same sort of area. But it's not like they, so, so they like, wouldn't feel like the vagina stretching opening. And, I mean, no, because they don't. That's why I'm like, where the where do they feel? It? So they just feel like sort of like the cramp 
situation? No, I do think that they place the 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 electrodes on wherever it it is most similar. Mm. Because to to a point, the vagina and like whatever like male genitals and female come from the same structure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there has to be like an overlapping point, I guess. Yeah. So I find wherever it very that is. Um, I don't know where we were going with this at all. I totally lost it. Well, but, your grandma explained. Oh right, yes. So she bleeding. explained it to me. Mm-hmm. And I knew what it was that it was gonna happen since I was a like small child. <laughs> um and then of course in elementary school and in middle school, uh I mean, no, wait, this happened in elementary. Um and I do remember that I was not the first girl in my class. There was this other one that was like, no, she was a super lady, a uh-huh, woman. A woman. Because, I mean, she did have big boobs when we were <laughs> 11. Oh, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. That's a hardship on its own. But continue. Um, so I knew that I was not the first one. And then I feel like I've told this story here. Maybe not here. Maybe it was in some other one of the things that we, we do mm-hmm. uh, or on politics. Or just with my friends, I guess. Um... But, oh, no, no, I remember I told this in, like, a sort of truth or dare game that we were playing at some point. I don't know if you were there. Maybe. What is it? I think you were. So, I was in, what is it, sixth, seventh grade? Yeah, I was in seventh grade. Um, And I was in my school. We had, of course, the uniforms and stuff. But instead of having sweats for the sports uniform, I had, because it was an all-girls school, it was a white a uh, skirt mm-hmm. with white sock with white socks no white uh shorts mm-hmm. and it was like one of those like wrap around skirts so you would take it off to go do the sport whatever mm. and i don't know if i didn't know that i was getting my period or if i already knew i don't know what the situation was but what i do remember is this i got up from my chair because i know I, I guess i must have known i must have been wearing a pad or something which I hate, by the way. But we can get into that. Um, and I felt, you know, those times when you can totally feel like you are, I don't know, overflowing or whatever. Oh, and yeah. And you get a stain. Like, you can, you know. You can, yeah. You know that you've stained your pants. Oh, yes. For sure. It's such a scary feeling. It is. It is. And so I think I got up. And the class was ending or something, but I put my sweater on my on my waist, and everybody in school knew, yeah, why you had your sweater like that. Yes, of course, of course. So anyway, so I put my sweater down and I go out, and I was running because the whatever happened, like the class changing and the horribleness mm-hmm. of the feeling, because when you're twelve. Getting a stain on your pants or skirt or whatever is the end of the world. Is is the worst thing that could happen. It's like everybody knows. It's so embarrassing, which at the same time is so stupid. I know. You know, like if it happened I now, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so at the time, no, it isn't. It's the end of the world. You're dying. You're like, oh my God, why? Why? Um, 
So I ran down the stairs and this was sort of like a courtyard. It's like a colonial style building that school was. So it was a square building with two staircases that went down to a fountain. And then you went straight to like on the off the side of the fountain, there was a bathroom. Mm. So I had to round downstairs, go around the fountain, go to the bathroom, come back. But I fell down the stairs, a little, very telenovela style. And I like, I don't know if I did tumble or something or whatever, wow. but I ended up like face down, butt <laughs> in the air where everybody could see the huge, I mean, probably wasn't that huge, huge stain. ass stain on my butt. And I was like, <laughs> and everybody at that point, everybody was out of the classroom because they were changing classes. So everybody, I, I, I could feel like everybody was looking at me. And laughing, you know? And so yes. I just sprinted to the bathroom. No. And I don't think I even, I don't know if I had a pad or if, if I asked somebody, I don't know. And like changing, washing the skirt, putting it on again, like going back, getting my stuff. Oh. I was mortified. I bet. I bet. It was, I mean, not a great story to tell, no, but. No, I appreciate but it. But I mean, in the moment, yeah, I was dying for sure. So those are so, the fond memories. I know, I know, right? So anyways, we were talking about this, yes. about the hardships of being women. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Oh, but wait, before we get to that, just a quick little comment, because I've been reading the Philosophy for Girls book that yeah. I wrecked the other day. Mm -hmm. And something very beautiful, very interesting has been happening. Uh-huh. Because in this book, the plural, the general, is feminine. Is it? It's in English, right? Yeah. Yes. It's so when they say the student, it's uh -huh. a her. But it's not necessarily a female student. Yeah. You know, just like, you know how in Spanish the general is male? Uh -huh. In this book, they're purposefully uh -huh. making the general female. But how does it work in English? Well, it's just like... Are... It's just like, yeah. oh, the professor, blah, 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 blah. Because it's not a name. They just like, the professor, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. happens, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She did blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't read like that professor is necessarily a woman. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it just, like, instead of saying he, they say she or they say her. The way, I don't know if this is stupid of me of saying it, but the way you call a ship her, mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing with, like, the student. The teacher, the whatever. Okay. And when I noticed it, I was like, huh. It was very nice. It kind of sounds, it sounds very trippy. I'll see if I can find it. Uh-huh. And it, it's reminding me a little bit of the, I don't know what book it is. I think it's a Toni Morrison book. Mm -hmm. I mean, not no book or I don't know that somebody recommended to me that has no adjectives and maybe no pronouns. I'm not sure. But the whole concept of it is that whatever you read into it is mm -hmm. because of your own um, bias. That's so if you think whatever character is black or white or whatever, it's because of what you attribute to them rather than mm. what the story says mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. are so i found that very interesting that is very interesting 
I think. Um, But yeah, it was just so refreshing. Because like Mm -hmm. when the whole pronouns thing was happening in Mexico and and it was like uh, the using E for Uh plural for for like both genders or whatever. And people being like, no. The Academia Española says that the general is... That the non-gendered is a male. Yeah. Right? Um, and I was like, I didn't have a, a problem with, mm-hmm. with the male Spanish thing. Mm-hmm. But then when I read this, it was... I, <laughs> see? Okay, so, so, so... so mm-hmm. It might be, though, that a person's views are coherent but based on false views about the world. For example, imagine a person holds a completely coherent set of values and motivations based on the belief that she can fly. Mm. The person is she. I see, I see. And, and they do that with anything. Huh. And it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. And I was like... And this made me think of when you and I were talking about how the politics boys were talking about Encanto and Red and mm-hmm. things like that. And you and I were like, I don't think you guys have necessarily that capacity to see yourself in a female character. Yeah. And I feel like us, even though we're females or like minorities in general, maybe have more flexibility or the skill to see ourselves in characters that don't necessarily look like us. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, growing up, even though I'm, like, a tomboy and everything and all of that stuff that we've already said in a previous episode, um, like, I can see myself in a lot of male characters, Mm -hmm. right? And and I can also see myself in female characters. But I feel like male... Or men, I don't know. They haven't had that opportunity as much. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe haven't been exposed to it enough. Yeah. So that it's also a thing for them. Exactly. I was like, what if, if, if this was a thing of like yeah. this book, Philosophy for Girls, how like a person is a she mm-hmm. without being a woman? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if everything was like that instead of being he? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there would be a lot of like, rrr, 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 how dare you? Why would you do that? Um, mm-hmm. But no. I find it very funny. Because the first time I sort of encountered this thing uh-huh. was reading about when I first got my dog and I was reading books about how to raise a puppy and that oh. kind of thing. And they would refer to a puppy as a she. Mm. No matter what the, puppy. the actual, yeah. Uh, no matter the sex of the puppy. Yeah. And so I was like, why? Why are they doing that? Why would they that call it a That trips me he? up. No, I didn't think of a he other than it. <gasps> because it, because it's, it's not an it. How dare you? I know. <laughs> but that was that was my whole like mm. sort of trip right. with English having... I mean, in school you learn that you refer to animals as, as it. it. Yeah. So... I would think on the same line of, I would call a dog an it. I mean, if I talk specifically about my dog, I will say he, mm-hmm. whatever. But If you talk about Tafito, you'll say she. Exactly. But if you talk about a general dog, 
I would say it. A general imaginary dog. In the same way that if I talk about a general imaginary person in English, I would say them. Really? Yeah. And and I understand that it's different in, in Spanish, though, because saying person, like the noun. Persona. Yeah, it's a female noun. So you would say la persona, as in, like... She, the person. I know, but I don't feel we you know? do that in Spanish. Like, even though it's la persona, if you say, um, I don't know that I can think of it like right <laughs> now, but, but I feel like even though persona is female, like you'll say, las personas fueron something, something. But then whenever you get to the ad- adjective, you mm-hmm. make it male. Because I purposefully tried to talk about last personas in a female manner. Mm-hmm. And people catch me and they're like, what? Mm. So I feel like even though it's la persona, mm-hmm. we say persona, but then whatever we're talking about, about the persona, we say it in a male way. Interesting. Yeah. Grammatically interesting too in general, because you would have to say it in female anyway. Because persona is female. So if somebody like if somebody gets stripped up that you're saying whatever adjective in a female version seems I don't know, very weird to me. Very I'm gonna look out for the next time that I think of this, that it happens to me of the persona thing, and I'm gonna try to tell you about it. Um but anyways, so it was very I I I before reading it, I always thought that I didn't care Mm -hmm. that in Spanish to just say male to refer to both. Mm-hmm. But now that I read it, even though it's in English, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to appreciate it this much. And I feel like maybe I would like to start doing that and mm-hmm. start writing in female. Mm-hmm. Not saying that everyone has to write in female, right? But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. maybe. Me as a female, I want to write in female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like a very interesting experience. I very appreciated it. It was, it was like a moment that I had. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah. Nice. But anyway, so this whole thing about the periods and stuff. Indeed. Uh, got us talking about the hardships of women. And then I was like, we know the hardships of women. Even though, like, your experience of period is so different from my experience of period. Yeah. I was like, we don't really know or understand the hardships of men. But I'm also intrigued because I was like, we talk yeah. about, a lot about the female experience because we are female. But that doesn't mean that there's no hardships to being male. A man, yeah. Yeah. Or a man. Either, both. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I was very curious. And we tried asking the the man in our lives. Yeah. Um, Quick poll. Tomorrow, uh, yesterday night. <laughs> I know. What What was some of the hardships of being man or male? Yeah. So did you get any answers? I, I did. And I, I have to sort of like make a note of saying that there. when I was asking this question, I had to specify, mm-hmm. I think. Or sort of give them a clue of the kind of answer that I was looking for. Mm. Because the first response that I got maybe wasn't exactly what we were imagining. So 
I'm gonna try and, and I mean find the um the answers that I got. Mm-hmm. Because so the first time I asked the question, I said, um, do you think wait? Okay. Is there something that you have found as a difficulty in life for being a man? Mm-hmm. And they started laughing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and the first thing was um, demanding the type of stuff of do this because you're stronger. I appreciate that. I understand. That, I, that was the first one. And then he said, always having to be. always having to be the lead um role in the whole courtship situation um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we figured that would be that's my first um answer and then some another friend said um being very i don't know i don't know how to describe it but he said the constant judgment and laughing at the gender um it is socially accepted to take down a man and laugh but it'd be unthinkable to do it to a woman and it How doesn't so? matter i don't know there's no specific example but it doesn't matter their context or the problems that they are facing there's less consideration because you're a man it's part of um from both men and women there's a trivialization of masculinity Everybody talks about it like they know what they're talking about and they say it's toxic as if it were something um, inherent to the condition of being a man. Like, if being a man was meant that you're inherently evil, masculine, like, you have toxic, toxic? masculinity, yeah. Hmm. Which I, is, mean, eh. I do think that there is a lot of inherent toxic masculinity, not because you are born a man, but because... You are born in a system that makes you a toxic masculine person. And yeah. I also think that girls, women, are sometimes very toxic in a masculine way. Yeah, I do. But that's because of the system. That's not because you are a man. You're just more of a victim of it. Which also means that you have more responsibility to work through it and, and get out of that. Yeah. And I don't think we talk about it in the same way of a toxic masculinity, but I do think there's a toxic femininity aspect, which, I mean, it's not it's not as in the, like, beauty standard sort of way. What's the toxic femininity? Then? But I feel like it's um having to, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just um sort of, it doesn't make sense, but I feel like there's this concept. Mm-hmm. of having to behave a certain way to be girlier or um i don't know the thing that came to my mind when i was thinking about this was all those books like the men come men, from mars and yeah women come from venus exactly thing. or why men love bitches or Ugh. Those kinds of things that are like, don't be a doormat, which which is like, don't be overly nice, don't don't give away too much, don't, um, you know what I mean? Mm, and I like, kinda... be a bitch, be tough, make them beg Ugh. for what they want. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Which I'm like, ah, 
Yeah. What the actual fuck? See, that's the system thing. So like men need yeah. to be this way and women need to be this way. And here's a guide and here's a set of rules and here's a... Yeah. That we got fed. Exactly. Um, but you know what? I, I get, Not to toot our horn, but <laughs> the things that I have seen it, I have seen that toxic femininity mm -hmm. in older women. Yeah. Like in, in like my brother's... One of his girlfriends that he's mm -hmm. had at some point. Sometimes my mom is like that. Like, she has this love of her life mm -hmm. that they have never made it work because they're stupid. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, they're emotionally unavailable for each other, which is the stupid thing. They're not stupid themselves. I'll clarify. But my mom sometimes gets stuck in this thing of... He has to call me. I can't tell him that I miss him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, seriously, you just, you, you guys have been in love since like more than my life. I am 27. They've been in love since, I don't know, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. They haven't made it work because they're both so stuck in their ways. And I'm like, Ugh. you guys are just going to keep wasting life, keep wasting time mm -hmm. because you have to be this man thing and you have to be this woman thing yeah it's so sad but anyways that was not my point <laughs> uh i'm sorry but it is so sad so like yeah annoying yeah and you know do, upon doing research for this topic um i found this video one of those big think videos mm. And it's this author, I don't have his name, but he <laughs> so he started the video by saying that when he wrote his book about the problems that men and children, well, I mean, boys have, um, many people warned him against it mm. because they were like, why are you taking away from the dialogue of equality? Really? Yeah, but it was like, why are you taking on this equality Um, landscape why do you want to take up more room for men when there's already so much mm. and he said this thing that I found very cute and very true of like because you shouldn't be thinking about it in a term of there's only this much space and it's a fight for whoever can take up the most mm -hmm. it's about expanding it Mm. And like adding to the space that you already have. Mm. So I thought it was really that was really cute. And he started by saying that in this path, at least in the US, of more equality um, and equity for everybody, that women, it, it has apparently, according to his research, become apparent that the education system is not made in, with men in mind. Like, it does not help him. It doesn't not... I think I've seen it this. It doesn't help them succeed as much as it helps women. It's like... Not that they did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen but, this. But, uh -huh. yeah, like, it is designed in a way that women can take more advantage of it because they mature more yeah. I mean, sooner. So, a girl in grade 12 has a more developed prefrontal cortex than a boy all in grade 12 has. And so because it's just a brain development thing, mm -hmm. then girls can get through high school or middle school easier than a boy can. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so it's a disservice to boys to have them be like that. We should hold off and enroll them in school one year later. And that would make them peers, not have this sort of unbalance. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have seen this. I have seen that. And, and I don't want to discredit that because even though it might be a thing I know what you're that... Okay, maybe. So... It might be a thing that girls have a more developed prefrontal cortex right yeah. now. I wonder what really is the, like, if it's really, like, that is the way that we naturally develop. Or it's yeah. that thing of, like, because of how you raise female versus male. Mm-hmm. Or Maybe yeah, it's, it's like how you nature versus nurture. Exactly. Kind of, uh-huh. Is is the nurturing making the biology this way, or is the biology this way? You know, because yeah. I've I've listened to some like podcasts, read some stuff, whatever. Like that is the extent of my research. Don't believe everything I say, right? Um, of on that matter of like we're not that different. Yeah. In reality, right? So, but there are differences. Of the because of the system and the culture and the nurturing mm-hmm. and, and you know when when we did that pocket with Andy and Tammy when they were moving in with their boyfriend and they said this thing of like oh no yeah we get pushed a lot mm-hmm. as women because there's this oh women mature faster quicker earlier mm-hmm. so then we get more responsibilities we get pushed more we are more on top of things because yeah. to our men counterparts or boy counterparts to brothers to whatever mm-hmm. it's like oh no let him play like yeah. he's a boy whatever you know mm-hmm. so just wondering is that the thing that you thought i was gonna say uh yeah that is the thing I, I and when i was watching the video i was very skeptical of precisely that thing of like but is it why why does is is it is it something that can be traced back to i don't know 500 years ago or a thousand years ago and was it happening the same way back then i don't know well i just so even if we have this uh on the table Mm -hmm. i still think if right now the boys of right now are having these differences with girls we can still hold off and put them in school one year later because that's already their experience in the reality but if as we evolve and as we grow and as we change our systems and our standards and gender and things, if that difference, biological difference is going to change, then we need to adapt to those changes, right? Yeah. That's my only point about this. Um, but about what you were saying on the expanding the stuff and warning the guy mm-hmm. about things of a white looking at man, I was. I was thinking of like, no, you know, like it's so important because it's this thing about how sexism and machismo is not a men versus women issue. It's a Mm -hmm. system versus people issue. Yeah. Right. So we should look at how sexism and machismo affects men as well. I know. Which is what got me into all of this thoughts of like, well, we know what our struggles are, but Mm -hmm. what's their struggles? And I asked Pablo about his, and it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because I was like, so, the story is that we went to watch Creed 3. 
I had so much fun. And as a girl that grew up with two older brothers and was very tomboyish, like I, I like getting very physical. And like I like with my nephew who is like as tall as I am, like we wrestle a lot, and and that's something that I enjoy. So we watched Creed, and I like I started punching Pablo jokingly, mm-hmm. and at first like it was fine. We were just joking, mm-hmm. but there came a point where I got very excited, and like I was punching him harder (laughs) and it's like i'm a girl my punches don't hurt i can punch you and and pablo had to like look at me and and like tell me that that was not okay Mm -hmm. and 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 i was like it took me a second to like Mm -hmm. really understand what he was saying and he had to explain and he was like because i was like you're a guy like i I would think that you and your brother tumbled and wrestled and played like this as as you were when you were younger. And he's like, "Yes, we did, and we got in trouble for it." And and my parents were very clear that that was something we should not do and that we're not supposed to do because you play and then people get hurt, feelings get hurt, you get physically sort of pumped or like not excited in a good way, but you you get triggered. Mm-hmm. And then you punch mm-hmm. harder than you're supposed to. So we were taught not to do it. As a woman, as a girl, I had mm-hmm. never thought about sort of like holding my punches to a guy or to a yeah. girl. Like, I, well, the thing is that I, <laughs> I never punched a girl. That's why I actually punched a guy. Um, so <laughs> I just, I, it was never a worry of mine to control or to manage my physicality in that sense. It was always Mm -hmm. a matter of checking in my physicality in a sexual way, which Mm -hmm. is another one of the hardships of being a woman. And like, I can't just be a person. Like everything I do is sexual, apparently. Yeah. And that is horrible on its own. But (laughs) right now we're talking about guys. Yes, yes. That's the thing that really got me off like, I want to I want to know more of what mm-hmm. your guy male man yes. experience is. We can keep reading the answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else did the guy say? <laughs> they said that um, they don't learn to know their bodies and how they work, and more importantly, they don't teach them. About women's bodies because it's too taboo. What? Which I was like, what? What do you mean? They well, I agree. I agree that they don't teach them about women's bodies. It's so like yucky and whatever yeah. and things. And like living with with Pablo and having this relationship, a lot has been of talking a lot about like our bodies and being like, it's a body. It's okay mm-hmm. if it smells, if it has hair, if I bleed. If mm-hmm. I, like you know, like yeah. it has to be normal in our house and in our home and in our relationship for all of these things. It can't mm-hmm. be and it shouldn't be taboo. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was very interesting. Of like, first not knowing how their bodies work. I I'm curious about that. I was very surprised like, by that answer. I'm guessing they don't know how their genitals work. Is the um. No, that's not. No. For you? Said, I don't know why they said that. Do you, do you feel like you, on, you were taught, you were shown 
the intricacies of your male body? I mean, we had those like classes. Uh, had those classes like biology, like yeah. sex ed, like sex ed, yeah. Hmm. But you got to learn about male genitalia, female genitalia, yeah. Hmm. You know, it's making me think a lot about like big mouth. Oh, actually. Big mouth. Because of how, so you do have the sort of school version of biology and how whatever works, um, but you don't have the sort of more grown up version, maybe, where you get the intricacies of how your body actually works or like mm. what happens when, I mean, maybe they, in school, they tell you, oh, yeah, and pubic hair exists, but then nobody ever explains to you, like, if you want to do something with it, you if know? you want to shave, if you, you want to, yeah, exactly. You, Which yeah. is kind of where, you know, Big Mouth has the jokes. Oh, I love, um, I love, I adore <laughs> the episode where, what's her face? She gets like a vaginal infection. Oh, no, what's her not face? Lola. Oh, it's yeah, Jessie, it's Jessie, it's Jessie. I adore that episode. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> Just because it's such a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like, oh, no, it's an infection. It's, it's like, oh, no. I thought it was hilarious. It's, it's like the days too hot, your underwear is too tight. Oh, that's what happens. I thought, I thought you were going to see the one where Lola shaves her pubes <laughs> and the two knights die. And, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. That was also really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what, kind of what they mean. I'm curious. By that? Please yeah. share. Tell us. Your comments can be anonymous. You can just send us a direct message on Instagram. Okay. Um, okay. Then there's... Okay. He said, well, I think there's do- um, dozens of biases, but if we're talking about how we relate to women, I think we are not taught a lot about reciprocity. It's always... Um, we're always told that we have to give them and take care of them and respect them. But it's never said that we need to expect the same from them. Um, it it feels like a one way street, <sighs> which is like <sighs> interesting. Okay, I'll take a step back. I don't want to invalidate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, when I asked Pablo later, he mm-hmm. also said that there's this expectation of being the provider and like mm-hmm. you know if you're woman, wife, fiancé wants to be mantenida. <laughs> what is that in English? Um, housewife? Uh, sure. Of thing. Then it's on you to like provide for both or for yeah, the family. Which, I mean, I having sort of that um, not super first-hand experience of, of, of but, but somebody in my circle mm-hmm. being in that kind of circumstance where he's responsible for providing providing. Mm-hmm. For his wife, mm-hmm. it's like you're not just responsible for yourself mm-hmm. in this age of being 20 something. It blows my mind that you have to think of being responsible entirely for, for somebody else. Right. And on its own. So I mean, responsible entirely to some extent. It's not like this woman is a baby. I mean, yeah. But right. economically responsible. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. But that could be an option for you guys. It's not an option for us. That's it part is. of. That's another one of the like, questions. No, the answer is not yeah. so much. Like previous generations. Exactly. Previous yeah. generations, yeah. no option. Previous ladies, 
Yeah. Like, they just could have gotten married, you know, and that was that was their big life decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have to worry about getting like getting that money. Yeah. They well, just tend to the house or whatever. Well, that's see, I exactly mm-hmm. that's the male part of it of like, oh, you have to be the provider, and the woman is just a housewife. But then there's also the woman of like. I kind of belong to this man and I depend on this man for my life and there's nothing I can do about it. There was, it is, it is. And there was actually, when I was, I don't know why I was listening to something along the lines of that because when, um, when women were just housewives and then they got divorced, men would have been the sole providers. So like they were the only ones who got money and bought stuff. And so when they divorced, it used to be a thing that women get nothing because they didn't work for right. anything. So then but alimony. Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, no, 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 not just alimony. It's it's just if you have a house in, I mean, there's this doesn't exist like that in Canada, for example, with a common law concept. But if you marry somebody with and you and all of your if you blend all your assets together mm-hmm. and you are a housewife and your husband is the one that works then now the law in mexico at least establishes that for him to have been able to work and you to stay at home and raise your kids and to that have was your like, job yeah, you're yeah you're also doing a job there exactly. even though you're not getting paid so you deserve half of that house or half yeah. of the car or half of whatever yeah yeah um so. i agree because it's just unpaid labor. <laughs> I know exactly, yeah. but so yeah, I agree that that is a bad arrangement, it right? Is. I do like yeah, because the next point was what Pablo was just saying that um referring to the existence of a man economically speaking, there's just pressure. If you're making money, if you're not making money, then you're doing something wrong. <gasps> I remember my brother telling me at one point that he felt like men, whenever we had those conversations mm-hmm. with our brothers, yeah, um, that was supposed to be an episode, mm-hmm. he mentioned something of like, it feels like if I'm not making money or if I'm not making enough money, I'm not worth anything. Like mm-hmm. my whole worth is how much money I make. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hear that, but also... The system did the same thing to women of like, if you're not pretty enough, you're also not worth a shit. Yeah. You know, so it goes both ways. Again, this is not a man versus woman issue. Yeah. It's more like understanding which, which are whose yeah. sort of situation, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's like, if you're not making any money, la la, um, a woman... How do you say that in English? Like, mantenida is what they're saying, which is what we were saying before. Um, but yeah, kind of housewife. I mean, a housewife thing. is something relatively common. Not that it's good or bad, but it is not a bad thing in general. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Not, it's not seen as bad. However, when there's a man, housewife, man. A house husband. A house husband, yeah. A stay-at-home dad, mm-hmm. let's say, if he's Well, a dad. they don't have to be a dad, yeah. I guess. Um, it's unthinkable. And again, it goes back to gender rules. Um, well, I think especially in Mexico. Yes. Especially in Mexico. Yeah. And and I remember, you know, having this, um, very nice way, sort of cultural shock one time when coming here for a dance competition, 
we stayed, my, my friends and I, we stayed at my teacher's house mm-hmm. with, um, not my teacher's house, my teacher's sister's house. And the sister is married to a very lovely man who I remember, he showed me how to do, how to use the laundry machine <laughs> because he's the one that does the laundry in their house mm. and he cooks for the kids. And so it's a very um, equitable it, What's the word for that? Like parejo. I'm trying to say. Um, it's a yeah. It's very egalitarian uh-huh. and very fifty-fifty. And so it's like, man, see, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so to wrap this up, um, yeah, it's like you would never see uh as a potential partner a man that has no economic stability and you would see that with a woman that that would be a potential good partner if well, even if they don't have economic stability um and then he said which i think generates um economic violence in the relationship mm. which was interesting comment um but yeah but that also applies to the girl where like she has no assets she has no value and so the man who has the economics like the economic means mm-hmm. can decide a lot of stuff and can just do a lot of stuff um but again i know i keep sort of kind of like defending women but i want to listen to the guys mm-hmm. um yeah happy wife happy life well you know the thing with happy wife happy life which paula and i have talked about i do understand because his experience of the happy wife happy life thing that he has told me about is that it feels very if if i get this right it feels very like oh just do whatever the wife wants Mm -hmm. like what you say what you want what you need what you think it doesn't matter as long as the wife is happy that's what which you know takes me a lot back to that sort of why men love bitches thing because those because in those happy wife happy life sort of things it's Kind, I feel like from the outside, is like when men give up control mm-hmm. and become powerless in their relationship to a point, um, because they, the women, are so manipulative mm. that if they don't get their way, then there's going to be trouble. Right, you know? right, yeah. Which toxic uh, femininity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yes. exactly. But then, okay, so yeah, that is what Paul was telling me about the happy wife, happy life. And it is something that I appreciate because now I understand a little bit more of how he feels and how he doesn't want to feel that way in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought in like our experience, I've had my inner thoughts of like the happy wife, happy life because I'm like, if I am upset as the mm-hmm. wife in the story, um, I can understand why there wouldn't be a happy life. Like, but then I was like, in my mind, it turned. I was like, it's not a happy wife, happy life thing. It's like, if your partner is unhappy, whichever of the two, yeah, then there's no happy life. Like, of course you want the wife to be happy, but it should be as much as you want the man to be happy. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the couple where it's like a man and a woman, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it applies to any couple, triple, whatever you are. If the people involved in the relationship 
if one of them is not happy, yeah, then of course life is not happy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you as partners are responsible for their happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit of how right now what they were saying, what someone was saying about um, the if if you as a man want to be a stay-at-home dad, it's like unthinkable. It's like mm-hmm. he's lazy, he is whatever things they say yeah. to them. Um, I think as women right now, or this is like how I can look at it, we have been on this journey of like we were powerless we couldn't vote we didn't we couldn't work we didn't have money we were property a bunch of shit, horrible shit and then it's like oh now feminism and we're in power and we can vote and we can work and we can be independent and we don't need a man mm-hmm. it's not that you should need a man is that you you want to share your life with whomever you want to share your life with right yeah um but i think right now as far as my experience goes, it's a little more about like, I, I have come on this journey and I, want, I don't want to be in charge of you as a man. So if you mm-hmm. as a man or as my partner want to be like, I want to be a stay-at-home partner. Yeah. Well, I do agree that at first it would shock me. Mm-hmm. But depending on my partner, knowing this person, if they were like, I want to be a stay-at-home person. Well, we can have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. If I have the means, the economic means, and you will take care of the house and you will raise the kids and you will do so that it feels like an equal division of labor, mm-hmm. we can talk about it. Get yeah. that YouTube money! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, um, yeah. I had an idea, but I was looking at Pablo, and then I got distracted, and I lost it. Um, but we're just gonna wrap up because we're this can be a very, this could have been a three hour long episode. Yeah, um, yeah, it could have been. So I will start with my rec so that I don't forget it, mm-hmm. um, and then because I think it ties up with what you were saying about like happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just found out I wrecked the Midnight Library mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. an episode like earlier. That we were just editing recently. So my rec is re-listening or re-watching. Maybe not. Re-watching? Eh, yeah, sure. But re-listening or re-reading mm-hmm. old books. Mm. Um, and just now before recording, I was reading your Making Memories book. Mm-hmm. And there was a section that I got curious about of outsourcing your memories. So yeah. I don't know. You haven't gotten to that point. But it was about... Sort of tying memories to specific stuff, like um, a song or a movie oh. or a place or something that triggers you remembering shit. So rewatch and re-listen. Rewatch, re-listen, because that helps you um, go back in time to wherever you were when you oh. sort of. It, which is, I think we've talked about we've we've talked about that <laughs> because <laughs> I told you at some point that if I listen to an old playlist it usually takes me back to that moment in time Mm. and you're like oh my god really and i said yeah yeah so anyway um that book says the same thing if you tie a specific memory to a thing like a book or song or a place then you can go back through go like walk down memory lane with it so i'm doing that with the midnight library and it's being very 
amusing. So oh, that's my rec. That's very interesting. Now I kind of want to try it. My rec for today has nothing to do with gender <laughs> uh, or the hardships of sex and gender. Uh, but it's the Netflix show The Sandman. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love it so much. It's so nice. It makes me very happy. I, I, I need more Sandman in my life. I can't wait for the next season. But I think it's like next year or something. But I'm like... Oh. But I mean, you good. can read the book. Yeah. Yeah, I should. I totally should. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. You know what? On the last, very last note, just because on some episode that I was editing recently, you said that you noticed that Ear Biscuits did the Rex thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think I've ever told you that they're not the only ones that kind of do it. Oh. Because... In the Try Guys tripod, they have Miles. I think it's their producer. I'm not sure. He does this thing, this section called advice that will go for Miles. <laughs> with Miles. That's cute. And he gives a random, in general, it's like random advice. I just have this one like stuck in my brain forever about, he always makes a long, big, funny introduction. But there was one where he said, do you ever want to take a bath? And la, 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 la. And then he ends up recommending to change your loofah every, I don't know, month or two months or whatever uh-huh. because of germs. So he's a very funny segue <gasps> into whatever his advice is. So That's funny. Yeah. I, interesting. I had never, I mean, I don't listen to the tripod. So. Yeah, and I, I don't listen anymore, anymore, not much. I'm but, glad that yeah. I ever did. I've, I've seen like a couple of their video episodes of something at some point in my life. Very far mm-hmm. along ago thing. yeah this episode is never ending we're just gonna keep talking yeah we could yeah no we go let's go we're we gonna... have a birthday to celebrate <laughs> yes not to say it's a birthday de la vita no, you're not no, no. it's a birthday de la vita hola her birthday Soy la vita. yeah hi she's the oh yeah she's the vita well, sorry this is in english oh yes oh. we're talking about you a lot necesito estar más abajo Okay. Hi, my name is Lavita. <laughs> no, really, but no, uh-huh. for, for the purposes of this uh, podcast, it and is... it's my birthday, so goodbye. How old are you? I'm 18. Woo! She's an adult in Mexico, sadly. We're but in not Canada. here. <laughs> I can be like clubbing, like going clubbing, to, uh-huh. going to clubs and drinking. Having, yeah, drinking. No, not here, because they decided that it's 19. And I'm like, why? You could go to Alberta and then you'd be... Alberta is 18? Yeah. Let's go to Bam! Celebrating my birthday. Apparently Alberta is like the white hick sort of part of Canada. And Quebec, obviously. It's 18. Well, you're not there anymore, so... Let's go to Alberta. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, I guess on that note, we're leaving. So, see you next week. Thanks for sharing a cup of tea with us. Send us your comments using the hashtag ACODCAST. And remember to subscribe to get fresh episodes every week.